The A's road trip is mercifully over. They went one and six, but uh, there are some positive takeaways to to glean from that Baltimore series. So we're going to go over some of those. We're going to go over just kind of what happened in the series, uh, some takeaways, and then we're going to go over some offensive standouts. We're going to talk about Brent Rooker. It's really what we're going to do. And then we will get you ready for the upcoming weekend series against the New York Mets today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 555 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burkett, on today's show. Uh, we're talking about some losing baseball. It was not a great road trip, but there's some positive takeaways, I think, so we're going to go over some of those, and then we're going to talk about Brent Rooker and some other guys uh, in the second segment, and then in the in the finale, the third segment, the penultimate. No, no, the penultimate would be the second. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about the New York Mets, uh, and mostly Kodai Senga, who's going to be starting Friday's game, so uh, some things to look out for with him, but before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, make sure to subscribe over there at the, the button over there. Uh, and then also like and comment down below. That is how we help this channel grow and reach other fans like yourself. Uh, also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. And a quick plug for at Inside the A's or si.com slash MLB slash athletics uh, is that the piece that I was plugging last week, the Adam Aller piece, uh, is up. I know that he didn't pitch well today. He, the, the results were not there for him today. Let's say that. Uh, but uh, the, the piece is up, and it's fantastic, I think. I I was a little worried. I, I'm going let, to... Let's, let's be real for a sec. Um, I haven't written in a while. I, I've been, like, writing, like, little things like, oh, here's some news that happened. Here's how, you know, kind of like what I do on the podcast. Those things. I don't write a lot of, like, player profiles and, like, talk to them and then incorporate their quotes into a story. I don't do that a lot. So this was a new one for me and I was very nervous and I think that it came out very, very well. Uh, so uh, I'll leave that in the show notes for you guys, uh, for the audio listeners at the very least, because uh, I can actually hyperlink there. <laughs> Sorry, YouTube. Uh, but, you know, follow me if you're on YouTube and then it's there. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter prof profile. So do that. Uh, it, I think that it's great. It gives you a little bit of insight into, you know, how he goes about a, a baseball game and throwing pitches and how he how he does things and the turning point for him. Uh, the everydayers, the people that have been listening to this podcast for a while now have heard me talk about Adam Aller and what I thought his turning point was. What I thought his turning point was, wasn't in fact his turning point. It was before that. So go check out the piece, see what he said about all of that. Um, I think it was very good. So that's that's my quick plug. Let's talk about the A's, base, the A's playing some baseball. And uh, let's... Let's not focus on all of the losses because they went one and six on the road trip. Uh, what One thing that does make me feel a little bit better about the last weekend series against Tampa Bay is uh, Tampa Bay still has not lost a game. They are 13-0, the juggernaut Tampa Bay Rays. 
uh, making me feel better in retrospect by still not losing a baseball game. Uh, so that's nice, I guess. I, I guess you know they, they they played Cleveland tough. They played Baltimore tough. They got steamrolled by a juggernaut, and then the, the, the Angels are healthy. So sure, that's how I'm choosing to look at the Oakland A's so far. Is yeah, the schedule sucks. The schedule makers did not take it easy on the A's this year. Uh, this opening schedule is not cool. Uh, so there's that. But uh, the Baltimore series overall was encouraging. They The A's offense seemed to kind of come alive a little bit. And uh, we're going to talk about why in the second segment because it's uh, Brent Rooker. <laughs> uh, but they came back in the eighth and ninth inning on Wednesday uh, after Baltimore had tied it at four. They won that game eight to four. That was a fantastic win. That snapped their six-game losing streak. Fantastic win for the A's. Uh, Marcato was very proud of the way that they performed on Wednesday. He was very, very happy with that. Um, Thursday, they fell behind seven to four uh, through three innings, tied it up in the fifth. Then we were just tied at seven, waiting till the ninth. And uh, they were tied at seven in the bottom of the ninth because the A's did not score any runs. And uh, that, that's not a great spot for this current iteration of the A's right now because the bullpen's a little bit shaky. They, they got through some innings, uh, but uh, yeah, that being on the road with their bullpen, not a great situation. Uh, it took uh, two pitches from Trevor May. One of them was uh, down the middle to Adley Rutschman, one of the best players in baseball. And uh, he, he crushed that son of a bitch. Uh, sorry for the... <laughs> I don't swear very often. I, I really apologize. Uh, I don't swear on the podcast often. I swear daily uh, in my actual life. But yeah, that, that felt like the right moment for that. So I apologize uh, for that one. But... My key takeaway for this series is that they were in these games. They played Baltimore tough. And I, I believe I said uh, in the last podcast, uh, I think it was one game into the Baltimore series, that I was like, hey, th th this is a good test for the A's. Baltimore is a team that could be really good. They could be 75, 78 wins. And they, they played Baltimore tough. So I'm not disappointed with the outcome, necessarily. They played them tough. This is a nice building block series, I think, hopefully for better and brighter days moving forward. Uh, one other nice takeaway that was a little bit of a surprise was uh, Ken Waldachek on Wednesday went six and a third innings, gave up three runs. Technically, he left only giving up two, and then Yuri Familia gave up a couple and tied up the game, and that that's a whole different story. But Ken Waldachek pitched into the seventh inning. That's great. He, he hadn't done anything remotely close to that up until that point. So that that's a nice development as well. Um, he, he located his fastball really well. He threw it 66% of the time. He's at 61% for the entire season. So he was feeling that fastball and uh, getting good results off of that fastball on Wednesday night. Uh, also, Chad Smith made his A's debut. You know that I'm a big Chad Smith fan. Uh, I've written about him many times over at Inside the A's, uh, but it, I, I'm intrigued by that slider, and he's going to be at the ballpark on Friday. He might be the guy that I want to talk to the most. I want to talk to him about that slider, and also being back in the majors and getting his uh, his first big league win, he thought it was a save. They told him it was a save, and then the reporters were like, no, no, no. The scorer said, do you got the win? And he's like, oh, that's cool. Um, so that was fun. Also, uh, found out uh, in listening to the post-game interviews that uh, he found out about the news and could not get a flight out of Las Vegas uh, soon enough. So he had to catch a red eye. He, I think he got on like a 5 or a 6 a.m. flight, got to the ballpark around 2.30 p.m. And then they had their game at like 6 or something. Um, so, yeah, he he slept for like an hour on the plane. He was on zero sleep 
because he was trying to get a flight from Las Vegas to Baltimore, and then he just went out there and threw a couple of scoreless innings, got the win for the A's, looked good doing it. And uh, I don't have the quote in front of me, but uh, Mark Kotze said something to the effect of, uh, he was asked, what did you see from Chad Smith? And he said, uh, I saw a guy that, you know, we, we left off of our roster at the beginning of the season, and we I, I saw a guy that is trying to prove that we made a mistake in leaving him off of the roster. And uh, I thought that was a really good quote. Mark Kotze gives very nice quotes pumping up his guys, I gotta say. Um, that is one thing that I like about him. He also seems to, uh, you know, actually feel for the losses and the wins. Uh, he, he's even keeled, but he's he's not just gonna be like, yeah, whatever, we lost again, cool. He's like, we need to be better than this. But also, he's not gonna be just throwing stuff in the clubhouse. So he's a, he's a nice mix manager. I, I, I like Mark Kotze a lot, I think. Um, also, Adam Aller, uh, I was very excited. He got the start for the Thursday game. Uh, he didn't last very long. He threw 81 pitches in two and a third innings pitch, gave up eight hits, seven runs, walked one, struck out two. And if you read my piece, uh, it kind of makes sense as to how that happened because he wants to trust his stuff. He wants to, you know, uh, let his stuff do the talking, more or less. He ne never said like that specifically to me, but uh, kind of the, the vibe of the quotes. And uh, his stuff did not do the talking on Thursday. So that, that stunk. But, again, bright spot. Adrian Martinez looked really good in his three and two-thirds in relief. So they just tandem started the two long guys, and why not? Um, gave them some good innings. Uh, maybe not good innings overall, but, you know, Martinez gave them the, the nice back end there. He went three and two-thirds, gave up zero hits, zero runs, walked one, struck out five in 49 pitches. Not bad. Not bad. Um, I think that the A's might need another spot starter for Wednesday's game against the Cubs. Might be Adrian Martinez this time. We'll see. Uh, also, just a quick shout-out to Carlos Perez, who uh, he, he got the start in back-to-back -back games, not just behind the dish. He was the backup starter. He was the, the catcher for uh, Ken Waldachuk on Wednesday. There we go. What day is today? Yeah, Wednesday. And uh, I think that that could be a tandem that we see in Waldachuk's next start, which I believe is going to be on Tuesday. I'll be at that game. So, hey, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, they worked well together. Maybe that is something that... Uh, Mercate needs to make happen so that uh, we, we get a a productive and that Ken Waldachuk again. Maybe Carlos Perez behind the dish is the guy to make that happen. We'll find out. Uh, but Carlos Perez, back-to-back -back games, I think it was the DH. I didn't look too closely. I saw it when I woke up at like 9 a.m. this Long night, let's just say. Didn't analyze the, the lineup terribly closely this morning. Uh, but he had back-to-back three-for-four uh, games, and that's, that's pretty good for a backup catcher who started, I don't know, a couple of games this season? I think he's gotten into four games this year? Maybe five? Not a lot of games for this guy. He's gone three-for-four back-to-back games. He's also eight-for-13 this season. That is a 615 batting average. Not a bad backup catcher. Not bad. Uh, meanwhile, some of the guys, uh, I think uh, Pozo is on the IL, I think, in uh, Las Vegas. And McCann is doing okay, but he's, I think, still heading below 200. So I think that he has made the right decision in signing and then putting on uh, Carlos Perez, putting him onto the Major League roster for opening day. So interesting stuff. Uh, also, the A's may have made the right choice in giving Brent Rooker a spot on this team. We're going to talk about him coming up. Locked on A's.
Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your bike to my garage and look for the green check to know the part is going to fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts uh and they're all guaranteed so get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. That's at Inside the A's on Twitter or si.com slash MLB slash athletics uh, in your URL typey box. Uh, also, thanks for making Locked On A's your first lesson every day, every dayers. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to be talking a little bit about the minor leagues. We're going to give you some standouts from the early uh, minor league performances because there's there's been some good ones, and uh, you might want you might be interested to know how some of these guys are doing. So we're going to talk a little bit about that on Friday's show. But uh, let's talk about Brent Rooker right now because holy crap, what a series from the Rook Man. Uh, let's call him that from now on. Like, to his face. Let's call him the Rook Man. Why not? I'll do it on Saturday. I'll, he, he's probably number two. The, the guy that I want to talk to is Brent Rooker. I, here's the thing. I almost talked to him, uh, I think Tuesday was the last game that I went to, uh, right before the, the road trip. And I was like, I want to talk to him about his exit velocities and be like, hey, you're, you're crushing the ball. Like, how does that do? But I was like, hey, he's one for nine. It's fine. I don't want to, like... Hey, Brent, you suck right now. I didn't want to be like that, so uh, I, I didn't. And then I wound up talking to Adam Aller and Sam Mole for, like, the entire like hour that I was there. So I uh, didn't have time. Sorry, Brent. Uh, and then, holy crap, uh, what a series he had. Um, there was a lot of A's fans that were really bummed out on Brent Rooker after he started one for nine and were like, I can't believe we chose this guy over Pache. And, again... I, I said that I wanted to see more from Pache before we gave up on Pache. That was my stance. It was not that I was mad that Brett Rooker made the team. I specifically remember saying he made this team. He had an amazing spring training. So uh, I was like, yeah, sure, give him a shot. I mean, there's just not enough spots for Pache, I guess. Sure. But didn't have to be that way. But uh, it turns out the A's made a made a good choice. Let, let's, let's go over a little bit why. He was one for nine entering this series. Um, last podcast, I definitely, I had people tweeting at me after he had his first uh, big game, uh, that, Hey, I remember hearing on some podcast that, uh, his exit velocities were really good. And, uh, they, they meant, they meant this show. They, they were talking about me. So, uh, it, I, I've noticed some other people also getting on the Brent Rooker bandwagon, uh, in their tweets and be like, Hey, look, his exit velocities are pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the party, everybody. Anyways, uh, versus Baltimore, three games. He only played three games. He didn't play all four, and maybe he would have been the difference on Monday. Uh, but he went six for 12 in the series, three home runs, nine runs batted in. He was basically the A's offense. 
Uh, he also walked once, struck out twice. Uh, he is the second best hitter on the team behind Ramon Laureano, and that is TBD. Uh, he might actually be the best hitter on the team after uh, Thursday's performance because uh, Fangraphs has not updated their stats yet. This is according to WRC Plus, by the way. He's he's only 42% above league average, whereas uh, Ramon Laureano was 47% above league average. Uh, I, I have a feeling that Rooker might be the best hitter on the team right now. And just four days ago, people were very upset with him. So that, that was kind of what I was going for in the last show was, hey, look at all these small samples. These are ridiculous the a's are on pace to lose or to have like a negative 800 run differential that's awful that's 80 runs worse than the worst in baseball history and uh keep in mind they only had a negative 202 last you know in 2022 so uh yeah they're they're four times worse they might only win 15 games this year because they're four times worse I was making jokes because small sample sizes are ridiculous, hard to make a lot of hard opinions over that, but when somebody is crushing the ball, like Brent Rooker was, that is something that you can kind of start to believe in, and uh, he, he adjusted his launch angles a little bit. Uh, some of them were a little high. I think that his, one of his home runs today was 40 degrees, but uh, made it over the wall, so it counts. <laughs> but yeah, those exit velocities, no joke. Nah, he's still crushing balls like... 107, 108 regularly. So that's something to be excited about, I think. Uh, he's he's had one of the hardest hit balls every game that he has played. And that is including games where A's pitching has given up multiple home runs. He has still had sometimes the hardest hit ball in that game. It was just at a bad launch angle, like one degree. So it was a really hard ground out. Uh, yeah, he, he's been doing it. I'm kind of buying into Brent Rooker right now. Obviously, the, the exit velocities are the entire reason why. Uh, but so those have to still continue. But I'm, I'm buying in, I think. Also, uh, not, not like a huge thing, but but Nick Allen got his first hit of the season on Thursday. Uh, and he also uh, drew a walk. So he got on base twice. He's now hitting like 063. He's one for 16, I believe. Uh, so not not great overall stats, but a trend in the right direction. He also, I believe, uh, crushed the ball. It was like a hundred. It, it, it was a it was a decently hard hit ball uh, on Wednesday, and so I was like, hey, maybe that maybe he's turning point. Uh, maybe he's turning a corner right there. And then he got a hit in his first at bat, I believe. Uh, I was at the park, so I was following some of this on on game day. Uh, I had the the kid likes the park in the morning, so <laughs> morning games uh, don't don't mix with park time. Sorry. Um, and then I watched the end of the game here at, at home on the TV because he takes naps after the park. <laughs> but uh, so that that was that was another little takeaway. Maybe Nick Allen figuring it out just a little bit because he got on base a couple times today. Uh, the A's offense is also warming up a little bit. Uh, they, and this might be as good as they get. I don't know that Brent Rucker is really hot, but also. Also, some other guys. You know, we, I mentioned Carlos Perez in the last segment. Uh, Jace Peterson also had a pretty good series. He had three two-hit games in three starts. That's good. He went six for twelve overall, uh, and he he entered the series hitting one twenty. He's hitting two thirty-seven now. So, uh, not quite league average, but he's approaching league, league average batting average wise, which is obviously the most important stat. <laughs> That's a joke. It's not. But, uh, yeah, he, he's looking a little bit better as well. Guys are starting to click a little bit. Sometimes it takes a minute. This team is still 
got some talent. They they need to figure out some pitching, getting some some depth out of their starters, some some innings out of their starters, and out of the figuring out who's good in the bullpen because it's not the same guys as last year apparently. So we'll see. But uh, Chad Smith, he, he he got called up to the big leagues, got a two outs. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a save. It ended up being a win. Uh, yeah. He, he was really good. So maybe Chad Smith is the answer? Question <laughs> mark? Leave him off the roster, and now he's the closer two weeks later. Uh, Oakland A's baseball, 2023. Love it. Uh, anyways, coming up on the show, we're going to get you ready for the Mets series and Kodai Senga coming up on Friday. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you, so stay locked in. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like the Stars app, uh, just watch one show and then you, you get that free gaming trial and then you never actually used it. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and for uh, anything that you don't want anymore, you just hit cancel and then Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It is that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything just, just looks off. Get an alert if something looks off. Why not? Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving an average person up to $720 a year. So stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb. That's rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb, rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb. Today's episode is also, also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you gotta try the best tasting, best tasting protein bar on the market, and that is Built. You gotta try these, because what makes them so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably flavorful flavors, like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. And I don't know how they do it. I assume magic? Uh, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And uh, what's even better is that they are healthy for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Uh, and now you don't even need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been ta uh, telling you to order your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can go get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can get your specialty bars at Still over at built.com. So that's right. You can head over to your nearest Walmart today, walk to up to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built bars and uh, you, you just can get a four, four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. Or if you're closer to a Sam's club, you can run in grab a 13 bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter puff or churro puff. You can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. Coming your way whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. That's at Inside the A's on Twitter or si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Um, real quick, let's go over the probable starters for the Mets series this weekend. Uh, this is according to the game notes that uh, the A's released. So uh, I'm, I'm going off of that. So hopefully they're right. 
We'll see. Uh, they should be. It's the same on Fangraphs. Anyways, uh, on Friday, we got James Caprillion going against Kodai Senga. Uh, if James Caprillion is good, maybe the A's get a win. We'll see. Um, the Mets got a good offense. They got a good team over there. They spent roughly $300 million more than the A's on their team. You would think that they would win this series. But hey, that's why you play the games. Saturday, you got Shintaro Fujinami going against Carlos Carrasco. I would say that this is the most winnable game because Carrasco is arguably the worst of the three pitchers that the A's are going to face. But you never know what you're going to get from Shintaro Fujinami. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, if he doesn't pitch well again, we might have to have a, a, an episode, a segment. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how, how he does on Saturday, but we may have to talk about, uh, we, not when is it enough enough. Cause that's a ridiculous statement. It's still very, it, it's his third start in the big leagues. But at what point do you stop taxing your bullpen and needing spot starters and like, for three innings of Shintaro Fujinami. Could, could you make him a long guy as opposed to a starter so that you can plan things out a little bit better? Something like that. We, we may have to discuss that a little bit uh, next week. We'll see how he does against the Mets, though. So he, he was better in his last start. He still didn't have the best results against the Tampa Bay Rays, but he gave the Ace more innings. And while he still put you know gave up a bunch of runs, he didn't give up as many runs and... He gave these more innings. So that's a trend in the right direction. Maybe he's just going to throw a, a, I don't know, a perfect game on a, no, let's say no hitter. He's going to walk some guys. Uh, he's going to throw a perfect game on Saturday. Why not? And then Sunday, we got JP Sears going against Max Scherzer. So that, that should be a fun game. <laughs> Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's also, I don't know, 45, um, 37. He's old, but he's still really, really good. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that one goes. J.P. Sears has been good. I, I've liked J.P. Sears. He was solid in his first outing uh, last Tuesday against the Guardians. He was okay against Baltimore on Monday, but, you know, we'll see how he does. I'm intrigued by J.P. Sears against this lineup. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that at some point as well. But let's talk about uh, the, the big takeaway here is Kodai Senga. Uh, it's his first time. It's basically anybody but the Miami Marlins' first time seeing him. Uh, whenever he faces them. So he is 2-0 this season with a 159 ERA, a 106 whip. Those are really good numbers. Uh, he's made two starts. Being 2-0, that's a good start to, to a career. Shintaro Fujinami is the opposite of that. <laughs> good thing they're not facing each other, I guess. Uh, anyways, so in those two starts, he has totaled 11 and a third innings pitched, given up six hits, two runs, walked six, walked six, uh, struck out 14, and he has faced the Miami Marlins twice. Miami Marlins have a very similar offense to the Oakland A's, uh, both by WRC+. I think the A's are at an 88 uh, heading into Thursday's games, and Miami was like a 91. Uh, similar batting averages, similar all of that stuff. I think uh, Miami gets on base 10%, like, like uh, a, a little bit more, uh, but... They also strike out a little bit more. They, they walk the same exact amount at like 8.3%. So, hey, we'll see. I, really what I wanted to know was, uh, are the A's a better team at drawing walks? Can they do that against Kodai Senga? And then maybe get a couple of hits here and there and, uh, you know, get, get some runs that way. Apparently, uh, no, uh, is the answer to that one. He's also thrown 90-ish uh, pitches. I think it was 88 and like 90 
were his two pitch totals in his first two starts. So he's going to not quite go to 100, so that's good. Um, I think that the key for the Oakland A's is going to be getting that pitch count up. Uh, sure, they still have the bullpen, and the bullpen's good, but if you can get them out after four, I, I say do it. Try that. Uh, work that pitch count, you guys, and get him out of that game, and then hopefully deplete the bullpen for the rest of the series. And maybe you set yourself up for either a win on Friday or a win on Friday and a different day. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. But uh, I think that getting him out of the game, probably a good idea because he could be really, really good. Also, uh, one thing to note here, he he has a, a pitch that they made up for him. The ghost forkballer? Ghost baller is what it is. It disappears, apparently. So, uh... I kind of want to see it, honestly, but uh, also, who boy, that's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also wanted to spread this word of warning to A's fans, um, and this is just a, a personal feeling, I think, and that is that uh, he may dominate the first time through the lineup, because that tends to happen uh, in guys that are brand new to a team. Uh, we, we saw uh, somebody, uh, that the Guardians pitcher on that Wednesday game, uh, he was really, really good. First time the A's had seen him. And uh, sometimes it takes a guy seeing somebody for one time before they have like an actual plan of attack. They're like, oh, that's what that looks like now. And uh, then they can, like, I'm going to stay off of that one. I'm going to hunt this one. Come up with a better plan of action as opposed to trying to see the ball and trying to hit the ball when he has a pitch that disappears. So, uh, yeah, just... just Wait until the fourth inning and see if they can do something against Kodai Senga before you start throwing your pearls in the air. That's that's my hope. Um, I think that they, they're they going to have a, an okay plan of attack. We'll see how they do. I'm intrigued to see how the A's new-look offense performs because they're kind of hot right now. Kodai Senga's pretty good. And uh, the Mets are also a very good baseball team, so we'll see. Uh, then again, maybe maybe they don't need to wait, uh, you know, one turn through the order because they also lit up Jacob Degrom last year, and uh, I think arguably the 2022 A's were worse baseball teams. So maybe they don't even need to do that. Maybe they can just jump all over him, uh, give up a couple of walks, and then get Brent Rucker up there, just shove him into the box, and then have him hit dingers all night. Why not? Um, that could also be the plan of action too. <laughs> We'll see what happens, but on tomorrow's show, we'll talk a little bit about the minor leagues, some standouts that, uh, you know, have, have had some standout performances early uh, in the early going, because uh, there, there's been some some good ones, so we'll talk about those, but uh, that's all that I got for you guys today, so until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.